Good afternoon. My name is Chris Wiley. Um, in addition to submitting the paper that I submitted Saturday afternoon for race, culture, and critique, I also had this idea of doing this video. So this is my um, addition to my assignment, uh, the highlights, if you will. Share my screen, won't be that long. because ever since I started doing this assignment, um, it was a song that came to uh, my mind. And then I also thought about the fact about how I started with the goal of expanding upon Bell Hook's work, Loving Blackness as Political Resistance, yet it became a paper that uses metaphors, poetry, personal reflections as lenses to discuss the intersectionality within uh, race and information. And I also highlighted deeper questions. For example, we in the class or just in my mind, I was thinking about uh, what words would be used to describe history as a metaphor. And the one that came to mind most was ocean. Because when you think of County uh, Cullen's work in the Shroud of Color, Cullen renders the ocean as a transcendent source of renewal and unmoored travel. Or if we look at Robert Hayden's poetic work of Middle Passage, it illustrates the hold of a slave ship that carries human chattel over a tempestuous sea on a voyage through death, voyage whose charting is 
about being unloved. Or if we look at the scholar M. Jackie Alexander, uh, she depicts the ocean uh, with lives, history, and knowledge that's yet to be uncovered. She writes, water overflows with memory, emotional memory, bodily memory, sacred memory. Those who have been lost to the water don't like to be forgotten. In 2015, I thought about how I participated in a research conference in Liverpool. Picture it chatting in the most beautiful conference center with chandeliers and a backdrop of the most beautiful uh, body of water. Yet it's also true that Liverpool was dominant in the North Atlantic slave trade. More specifically, one in five African captives crossed the ocean was carried in a Liverpool slave ship, home of the International Slavery Museum. What I'm trying to say is that Liverpool in itself is a space and a place of beauty and violence, coupled with the reality that I gave a research talk in the same space in which 315 years earlier, at best, my description, if even provided, might be a simple adjective alongside the record of dry goods, bales of wheat, or cotton. History is a record of crimes, follies, and grief, but also resistance. The deeper question is how do we view racial difference within this present day? How has this difference impacted humanity socially, economically, and legislatively? These days, the impact and implication of white supremacy systems, structures, and all its intersections remain unaddressed, as well as the desire to control knowledge, representation, what individuals should think, how we frame history in the past and present, what it means for our lives. Democracy is not under siege, but critical thinking is. Black progressives suffered major disillusionment with white progressives when our experiences of working with them revealed that they could want to be with us without divesting of white supremacist thinking about blackness. Consider that within academic libraries, 87% of them are primarily white institutions. This isn't surprising. I didn't even meet a black uh, librarian until I went to a history black, historically black college. And in many cases, black librarians are the only or few within departments, universities, and conferences. The university library consists of faculty librarians, civil service, and academic professionals. There are five black faculty librarians. I'm not stating this to be shady or from a place of malice. The library in many ways represents a place of beauty and splendor. It's one of the first positions that I ever held and space in which I could be my authentic self, whereas my masculine center presence in previous industries, education, customer service, business, and the like created real problems on my job. Yet the library is a space that is often predominantly white. My point is that it is not an anomaly that various spaces and industry lack representation. And what that brings to mind is representation has consequences. How people are represented is how they're treated. And that was written by Stuart Hall. Last week, I saw a meme that said integration meant putting Black and Hispanic people in white supremacist spaces, space where they're not safe. Think of Black Twitter, if you will, Black while in academic stories. In 2017, I was extremely excited to attend the Coalition Network Information Conference to present a co-authored paper on data management perspectives in the sciences and bioengineering. 
It was located in Albuquerque, New Mexico. CNI is a mix of academic higher education administrators, deans, provosts, department chairs, with a mix of faculty librarians and varied professionals sprinkled throughout. They have fall and spring meetings on various topics. Yet in the, on the morning of my talk, I was making myself a cup of coffee and an unnamed white woman with no badge asked me about getting more oatmeal and coffee. Despite the fact that I was wearing a pink dress shirt with speaker in large legible blue and gold letters, I replied, ma'am, I don't work here, pointing to my badge. She apologized, but stated she got confused. My pants could possibly look black depending on the light, yet the room was filled with my Hispanic brothers and sisters wearing black and brown uh, attire serving. The deeper question is how does resistance occur within academic spaces? As we listen to the song by the eloquent women within Sweet Honey in the Rock that says, we who believe in freedom cannot rest. What does liberation look like in academic spaces and in the world? Despite racism embedded in various structures and institutions. Resistance is something that I believe individuals, me, you, us, have to actively pursue. But yet while we can, I can tell you that I think we should actively pursue it, it's also, it's a choice of do you want to pursue it? Because the pursuit will vary and be dependent upon what an individual chooses to do. There are also both intended and unintended consequences. I'm often torn whether people really want to dismantle white supremacy. Can you do this work and still live? Despite my uncertainty and skepticism at times, I believe in the importance of stating deeper questions, discourse, connecting the similar conversations within disciplines and community is necessary. It is essential. I do not know the outcome of this direction. Yeah, I'm committed to doing it as well as remaining uncertain if this type of work is solely confined within academic spaces. In my opinion, the meaning of Hook's work is that this level of learning and unlearning is not necessarily confined to educational systems and spaces. It is our daily practice. We must live it out. And that's what I think. So when I think about the questions that I want my work or my life to embody, it is to always be thinking about resistance, to be thinking about what's the ask in the struggle that we're facing, to think about how we create culture and space for people in ways that are safe, that include diversive thought, but yet promote growth and promote change. What actionable steps can we do that do that? It might not necessarily be a huge legislative change, but all change is a good step in the right direction. And when I think about the scholar that I wanna become and or am becoming, I wanna be a scholar that creates that, creates those spaces and publishes works that challenges people in their thinking and encourages them. That's all I have. I just wanted to share that for my um, uh, final paper and want to say my deep and utmost respect to you, Professor Sharif, even though I know you said we call you by your first name, I call you Professor Sharif as an honor of respect uh, and honor to you. This class has been extremely uh, essential and a wonderful experience in my life in expanding my level of consciousness and learning which areas that I really like and which areas I could possibly pursue in my own aspirations 
scholarly and in my daily life. And I will forever be grateful to you in this class and everyone that I met for that. Thank you. Wishing everybody a great rest of your uh, semester. I'm signing off. I'm Chris Wiley. Peace.